uh, chapter 12. I'm going to be in the Amplified Version today. I'm just going to quote 3 John. Um, and we'll get into this message today. But go to Romans 12. I'm in the Amplified Version. So today, um, we're ministering and we've been teaching in our series since the start of the year, uh, talking about whole life prosperity. And the first part of the series, we talked about being whole spiritually. Because when we talk about being uh, whole in the areas of our life, the first area we need to have in line with is that line in that relationship with God. Yeah. Um, having that right standing, having that positioning in line with the things of God so that we can be spiritually in a position to be ready to move into those next areas of knowing how to balance and being whole mentally and emotionally. And then we're going to deal with the physical aspect. But... Um, today, we're, we're in, in part two of our being whole mentally and emotionally. Um, I believe we're tying these two together uh, this particular time in the series because they kind of go hand in hand. Because what you begin to meditate on and what your thoughts produce will produce how you react emotionally. Amen. So what you do and what you meditate on, what you begin to put your thought process towards, that's going to determine how your emotions are going to play out in your life. Um, and so it's very important that we understand that we should have a desire to be whole in every area of our life. Um, this is what the purpose of this particular series is, that we understand we should be whole mentally, spiritually, phys physically, emotionally. Um, a lot of times, and the reason why, for those of you all maybe new, you're hearing this message, um, the reason why the Holy Spirit gave me this years ago, I've been teaching this over 10, 11 years, um, because the prosperity message had been tainted and it had been perverted where people had uh, moved to the place of thinking that prosperity was just based upon money and tangible things. Amen. And we had this generation that went around with name it, claim it, you know, name it, claim it, grab it, grab it. You know, all those various things that people were taught in error and people were out seeking the return of, of finance because they had given finance. And just because you give finance does not mean finance is going to be your return. And so we have a better understanding of what it means to give because the Bible says, "In whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so even in our sowing of seed, sowing money, you may reap the, 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 the benefit of the grace and the favor that comes on your job that now over exceeds the money they could have given you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it's, it's some things that you may need favor for that money won't ask. Come on, man. It's some things that you need that grace and mercy to be extended to you in certain areas and certain situations that money may not be the answer to. So we have to be able to understand that when I talk about being whole, it's not just in the position of where it's just about prosperity and the money aspect, but I want to be whole in every area of my life. I want God to be involved in every area. So it's our responsibility to give ourselves way to acknowledge God and to invite God into those areas. God is not going to force himself into our finances. He's not going to force himself into our spiritual being. He's not going to force himself into our physical being. We have to invite God into those areas. Yeah. We have to invite him in. And so when we begin to invite him in, we now give him now access, and we now give him authority, and we give him now power to begin to implement his plan, his strategy, his way to bring us to a place of wholeness that is best and is more beneficial for us than to us to do it on our own strength yeah. and to do it in our own mindset and our own way of thinking. So today, we're going to talk about some basic principles as it relates to being uh, having a mental mindset that 
that is geared toward operating as a Christian, as a believer, that's going to help your emotional state. Because if we learn what it looks like to be a believer, it's going to help us from having these temporal tantrums. It's going to help us from overreacting and acting out of flesh every time something comes to push our buttons. See, what's happening in the body of Christ, we're not teaching basic biblical principles that would line up, that look like Christ, that look like the word of God, because we're so in tune with teaching something that is eloquently sounding good and appeasing to the ear, because we've now been changed preaching into motivational speaking. I'm not here to motivate you, so to speak. But the word of God, when it's taught, it should motivate. But motivation should not be my primary goal because there are other things that come along with the gospel being preached that I should be open to receive. Not only motivation, I should receive conviction. I should receive transformation. I should receive change. I should receive healing, deliverance. There are many aspects and many particular layers that the gospel will bring you to, but you have to be in a mindset to be open to those things for God to come in and work through you to bring you to your place of wholeness. Yes. So I don't want to just be I don't want to be one dimensional. No. I don't want to be one dimensional when it comes to the things of God. Amen. I want to be able to have God to be able to function through me and touch those other areas of my life so that I can begin to move freely into the areas where God wants to take me. Yes. So today we're going to see that in scripture very basic, uh, familiar passage of scripture, but we're going to pull some things out that I believe is going to help you and going to help us to grow into those areas and move into the next level. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to pull third John. That's kind of our basic, basic scripture, third John. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper even as thy soul prosper. Amen. Now, when he talks about that soul, that encompasses our mind, our will, and our emotions. So I want not just for you to be whole physically. He said, I want your soul to prosper. Yes. I want everything that is, a, that is your makeup to prosper. Yes. Everything that you have been made up in, developed in, engulfed in, you need that area to prosper. Yes. So... Beloved, I wish above all things. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. So it's some things that goes beyond this. He said, this is important. He said, this is how significant it is. He said, this is above everything else. I need you to prosper as much as your soul is going to prosper. I need you to walk in this. I need you to understand this. I need you to grab hold to this. I need you to seek after this. And the more we begin to seek God concerning those areas of, of, of allowing God that we should prosper, we got to change our mentality toward this. Come on now. See, the enemy keeps talking to you and trying to tell you that you don't, that you don't deserve to prosper. Come on. The enemy is trying to tell you that you don't deserve to live your best life. Come on now. The enemy is trying to tell you that you don't deserve or you're not valuable enough to receive that or to have that, or to live there, or to drive that, or to experience that, or to have peace. You know, some people are comfortable in chaos. Oh my God. Did you just hear what I said? I said some people are comfortable in chaos. Two C's, comfortable in chaos. 
happens with people who are comfortable in chaos, they create chaos wherever they go because they don't know what it means to be comfortable in a real comfortable state of peace. So every time you see them, they're creating chaos because they're comfortable in it. But chaos makes me uncomfortable because I don't have time for the torment, the chaos, the mess, the stress, the anxiety, the pressure that comes with chaos because anything that's chaotic is out of order. I've never seen a tornado hit something and nothing was moving. I've never seen a tornado touch ground and nothing was shifted out of its place. Anytime that chaos hits something, there is now evidence that there's been some confusion, there's yeah. been some chaos, there's been something that's been moved out of place. So I, I, I have to change my mindset and I have to understand that some people just are addicted to chaos. Yeah. Oh my God. They thrive off the confusion. They thrive off of the the mess and the things that come along with it. And so that creates a mentality come on. that keeps us mm -hmm. in a place of being stressed out in our mind and has our emotions on roller coasters. Right. Because anytime there's peace, they don't know how to just sit in it. <laughs> you just walk through the place and, and it's peaceful. Your house is peaceful. Your neighborhood is peaceful. Your car ain't junky. Oh. It's peace. Can you open the trunk and find the trunk? Is there any space left for any gallon of milk? You gotta have a whole reorganization every time you go to the grocery store. That's chaos. That's chaos. So, so here, I'm just, I'm just going to use the basic stuff today on, on this mental emotions. It's going to help you. Romans 12, I just want to get there. I get y'all opening with 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. But let's go to uh, Romans 12. We're going to read out the Amplified today. Is that all right? Yeah. If you have a different version, it's fine. It's going to read along a little differently, but you'll get the same understanding. Is that all right? Yeah. Start at verse 1. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, Focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Amen? So let, let's, let's, let's look at this a little bit uh, more closely. He says that I have a responsibility to present my body to God. I have a responsibility to dedicate myself to God. To be set apart as a living sacrifice. He said, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. So this is something that I'm consciously doing. It's logical, it's intelligent. But in verse 2 he says, but do not be conformed to this world any longer 
with its superficial values and customs. See, what happens when we become born again, we have to now divorce the culture, the customs, and the things that we have now been accompanied to and that we have become comfortable in, things that we have adapted because now those things are contrary to the plan of God. They're contrary to us having the mind that God desires for us to walk in because it says these things are superficial values and customs. He said we cannot be conformed to them anymore. I have to make a decision not, to, I have to make a decision to disagree with my world viewpoint. Yeah. You have to make a decision to disagree with the values that the world is constantly, I told you, the, the world's values are constantly trying to feed you. They're constantly trying to give you morals. They're constantly trying to give you a barometer and a particular level of standard that is contrary to God's standard. Amen. So I have to now devalue that. I now have to not come in line with that. I now can no longer conform to that. He said, but now how do I counterattack that? Because just because I divorced it, I got to replace it with something. And see, sometimes we can remove ourselves from the particular conforming of the world, but what have we replaced it with? He said, now I need you to be transformed. That means that I got to replace it with something. Because if I, if I lose the thought of, of anxiety and the, and the thought of worry, I got to replace that thought with something that's positive and something that is going to fill that void in that space in my mind. Because if I just stop thinking those thoughts, that thought's going to come back again. I got to replace it with something. I have to replace it with something. So he tells me in the next part of the verse, he says, he says, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. So, <coughs> I love this amplified because I first have to be transformed. I got to be changed. Amen. You got to be changed. But I love that it adds, this particular answer, it says progressively. Yes. See, what happens, we think that we got it all together because you got saved and you gave your life to Christ. And those world mindsets, those worldly customs don't automatically leave. There is a process of running them out. There's a process of now reprogramming the way we think. You cannot just get a new computer and plug it in and think it's going to just operate and function the way it's supposed to function. There are certain things that have to be downloaded. There are certain things that have to be inputted in order for you to function with the computer that you wanted to do. You want to have Microsoft, you want to have Word, you want to have Excel, you want to have all those things. you got to download those things in order for them to be active in that particular computer. You just can't walk into the computer and think you're going to do Excel and you've never downloaded it. Am I right, DJ? So, if I've never downloaded the mindset of Christ, the things that look like and line up with God, how are they going to be implemented and work through my thought process yeah. when I'm giving these particular suggestions and ideas that the enemy oh constantly God. throwing at me? Yeah. What am I going to upload against his download? What am I going to upload against his download yeah. to counterattack? I got to transform. 
So he says progressively. Now I want you to meditate on this because progressively this means that this is an opportunity where this is now movement and this is constant. This is going from one level to the next. This is change. Progressive. 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 So progressive means steadily in stages. That's progressively. Progress means happening or developing gradually or in stages proceeding step by step. So, I love this because my transformation is not overnight. Because well. progressively, it's steadily in stages, and that progressive means happening. Notice the words ending in ing. <laughs> happening or developing ing. That means that it's motion, it's movement, it's continuous. Gradually or in stages, proceeding ing, proceeding step by step. So I have to progressively, in my mind, be moving and changing as my spirit is maturing. I'm renewing my mind. Listen at this. I'm focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. I'm focusing on godly values. I cannot no longer focus on the values that the world has placed upon me. I can no longer focus on the values that the world and the customs of the world that they have established that I should be thinking that I should still be conforming to. No, I have to be transformed. I've got to be progressively going to the next stage. He said, what will, what will, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose to you. Let's move forward because I want to move a little fast. Go to verse 9. <laughs> Verse 9. So we're going to talk about attributes that we need mentally in order to maintain our emotional stability. Mental attributes that we need to maintain our emotional stability. So verse 9. Love is to be sincere and active. The real thing without guile and hypocrisy. Hate what is evil. Detest all ungodliness. Do not tolerate wickedness. These are, mental, these are mental attributes that we should have as believers because if we hate evil, that means that evil won't have a place for us to get into it. We hate it, and so we won't conform to it. We won't do it. We'll transform and do the opposite of evil, which is good. Yeah. But if I don't have the mentality to hate evil, I'll find myself, go back to last week, in our skit, and the woman who was scorned, and she called her girlfriend over, and she was ready to encourage her to say, you know what, go burn up his house, his car, his clothes, everything, because she was in the mindset to render evil for evil. Yeah. Because she had, not been, she had not been transformed and not left that worldly value. She was in a position to now carry on like the world would carry on, because that was the desire that she fed, that was the thought that she entertained, and so now she was going to act it out. So it says, hate what is evil, detest all ungodliness, do not tolerate wickedness. He said, hold on tightly to what is good. You have to hold on tightly to what is good. You have to have that mentality. If you hold on to what's good, it will keep your emotional state in a place where you're not so easily, uh, easily vexed and you're easily at a place where you become frustrated and angry. you got to keep things tightly, hold on tightly to what is good. He said, be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family. Now, this is going to help the church. 
This will help the body of Christ because if we have this mentality, see, we're not reading the scripture. Come on now. You can't argue with this. You can't say apostle said it. Uh-uh. You can't say the pastor said it. It's right here in your book. If you don't have your book, they can put it on the screen if they need to. They ain't got to, but you can you can see it. I'm gonna read it to you. It says, be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family give preference to one another in honor never lagging behind in diligence of glowing the spirit enthusiastically serving the Lord so if we have this mindset we won't be so easily agitated with our brother and sister in the body of Christ when they don't necessarily meet or respond or act accordingly as the Bible says they should, we would have the grace of God that we would allow patience and we would allow that particular brotherly affection to rise up and we would know that we're treating them as members of one family. We're going to give preference and honor to them and this will help us to not be in a position where we emotionally have anger, attitudes, we got bias, we got, you know, respect the person, we got all these things because I've allowed my emotions to get out of a line because I've now allowed the enemy to come in and use me of not operating in brotherly affection, brotherly love. This will help keep you balanced because you don't have to come in here the next Sunday with an attitude and roll your eyes at your brother. Come on. Come on. Because somebody got there before you. Come on. Because somebody got the last donut. Jesus. <laughs> he says, never lagging behind in diligence. Now, I love it in the New King James Version, it talks about, um, and that's really talking about doing things as unto the Lord. Amen. Never lagging behind in diligence. So, what happens is, this will cut out confusion when people who don't do their best, as unto the Lord, you can't have an attitude with somebody who hasn't been lagging. But they've been diligent. Yeah. And then when they've been diligent and they get promoted, you can't have an attitude because you've been lagging. This is just in the book. It says not lagging, and I, I want to break it down even further in the King James and one of the study Bible study. He said laziness. See, you can't get an attitude with someone who's been diligent in their serving of the Lord. And you've been lagging, lazy, slowful. Yeah. And then when God begins to move and put faithfulness ahead of your lagging, you have attitude with your brother or sister, but you have not taken accountability for your lagging. Oh, Jesus. I'm just teaching the word of God. Because if you have this mental mindset, you don't have to have an attitude with the person who's been doing it. You would just have to look at yourself and say, you know what, well, I've been having slacking. You know, I missed 17 Sundays, so, you know. I've been here 17 weeks straight, and I thought I was still going to be singing. Hey! we got to understand, because it causes emotional rifts in the body when you begin to look at things not in the right perspective of understanding your position and your accountability. 
Because this is what causes rifts and division and strife in the body of Christ. Because someone has not been diligent and they don't want to be accountable for their lack of diligence. And the Bible's giving us instruction in that. He says, and he goes on, he says, never lagging behind in diligence, a glow in the spirit, enthusiastic son of the Lord. Constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Christ. He says, steadfast and patient in distress. Steadfast and patient in distress. Devoted to prayer, continually seeking wisdom, guidance, and strength. So, if I get the mindset to be devoted to prayer, I won't be so easy to cuss, I'll be easy to pray. See, when cuss come up, put prayer in there. See, instead of, instead of speaking in them four letter tongues, speak in Because this is the hard part. Come on now. 
Verse 14. He says, bless those who persecute you. Who cause harm or hardship. Bless and do not curse them. So he said, bless those who persecute you, who cause you harm or hardship. Whoa. Man. How am I going to get my mind wrapped around this? And they just did me all kind of wrong. They just did such and such to me. Can I help you? Later on, it's going to tell you. It's going to tell you the vengeance is mine. But let me tell you a real, real quick sidebar. And the Holy Ghost was convicting me while I was doing it. I was just out of order. I'm talking about me. So, not this week, last week. Last week. So, last week, I'm at work and I got my paperwork and stuff. And, you know, I'm chewing the fat, you know, joking around before I leave out. So one of the guys walked by me and he said something to me, talk, whatever. And so I get in my truck, go and drive to my first stop. Everything cool. I look at my bag uh, for my paperwork. My paperwork, though. I imagine the Holy Spirit told me, that jumper took me. I imagine I knew he took me. Oh man, I started going in right there. I was sitting there, I said, ooh, I said, man, now, now I can work. This ain't nothing that's going to you know, throw my whole day off. It's, it'll add a couple extra steps to one of my extra paperwork I need for a service store. So I said, I said, this joke, I know he took it. He played like that. I said, I know this joke took my paper. I said, I started going through all kinds of ways. How am I going to get this back? <laughs> no, you took my paper. So now, as I'm saying this to myself, Holy Spirit, like, well, you know, you ain't going to be able to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to say this, and in my whole being, I'm feeling like, man, I ain't going to be able to do nothing. But I'm going to give it over to God. So I'm saying, I said, and then, so later on that day, when I got to that stop, I needed paperwork. And I told the girl, I said, I don't have my paper for you to sign, I mean, for you to scan the sheet today. She said, well, I just, I said, this is joking, so I'll tell you. She said, so that's how y'all play, right? I said, well, that's not how we play. I said, but that's how I know he play. <laughs> and so, and I was telling her, I said, I'm going to get him back, though. I'm, you know, she done brought us back up again. She done asked me how I had to do it all I said, I'm going to get him back, though. She's like, y'all be playing like that. I said, you know, sometimes I said, you know, he, he played too much though. <laughs> so anyway, and I, I, I and I was like, so then from that day, I didn't see him the rest of the week. I, I'm looking for him. <laughs> I didn't see him. But well, let me tell you what happened. I seen him this week. He on the dock, getting his truck. Uh, I said, what, what you doing? He was taking some product off of his one truck and another truck. I said, man, I was like, I walked back. I said, I said, I know, I, 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 told him. I said, I know, I know you took my paperwork. <laughs> I said, I know you took my paperwork. He said, I, I got one coming back for you. I got one coming back for you. You know, I'm just joking around. I said, I'm gonna get you back. He all he did was smile. 
Because he knew he took it. He ain't never denied nothing. He knew he took my paper today. He went, when I walk by, I said, what you doing? I said, what's going on? He said, man, the truck's on my, the light on my truck's don't work. I got to pull all my stuff off this truck and put it on this spare truck. I said, Lord have mercy. I said, now you losing a whole lot more time than I thought you'd be taking my paperwork. I said, because why? Vengeance is mine. I said, Lord. Don't become conceited. 
don't become self-important. He said, but associate with humble people, those who really self view. He said, do not overestimate yourself. Yeah. Here it is, verse 17. I told you this is what I had to do. Never repay anyone evil for evil. Listen to this. If Sharika would have went burned up, you had to be here last week. There is nobody named Sharika for real in the church. In this church, anyway. It's a Sharika somewhere, but not here. But we had a, a, a No More Drama skit last week, and, and we, did, we did this particular skit in No More Drama. And so Miss Lurisa played this the young lady named Sharika. And so she, her mindset was she had her lighter fluid matches. And she was going to burn things up because why? She was going to render evil for evil because her, her friend had been done wrong by this man. And so rendering evil for evil is not the plan of God. He, look, I love this because he says, never repay anyone evil for evil. He says, take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of anyone. Because see, if you go and do that evil, it's consequences behind it. Because Sharika wasn't thinking about the jail time, the bail money, the, uh, she gonna miss out on seeing her kids, cause, uh -huh. you know, all this stuff, because I'm in an emotional state of distress, and I make a temporary decision, and I make a temporary decision in this, I mean, I make a decision in a temporary situation, and then I come up with a permanent result. Because you emotionally messed up for a moment, and now you make a decision to give you 16 to 20 years in prison. Because I did not think about the fullness of the consequence. I was allowing my emotions to drive me. You know how many people in jail because they had an emotional and a, a, a moments of a moment's thinking? They made a rash decision. And if they would have just took the time to step back and allow the thought to come in line and say, you know what, this is not the best choice for this situation. How many people would be free today? He says, take thought for what is right and gracious and proper to the sight of everyone. Verse 18, if possible, as far as it depends on you, I love this. <laughs> Live at peace with everyone. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. No, you didn't. You missed it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you missed it because you didn't hear it. Listen to what he said. If possible, as far as it depends on who? You. Live at peace with all yeah. men. So I have a responsibility for my response. Yeah. Yeah. So your peace is determined on how you respond to someone who's trying to bring you some uneasy stuff, trying to bring you some confusion, trying to bring you some drama, trying to bring you some stress. So if you respond with peace, it will allow you to have peace with everyone because it's your responsibility. You can't keep letting people suck you into their stuff. You was having a great peaceful day. Until you answered that call. <laughs> if you would have just stood your ground. Because that's what the enemy tried to do. He tries to pull you into stuff. Pull us in. Pull us and drag us into stuff. He said, but if you, if I, if I'm in a place, he said, if it be impossible on you, follow peace with everyone. He goes on. He said, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath. Wow. This comes at a place of maturing mentally that I truly trust God. Trusting God puts me in a position that his word is real. 
if I trust him, I trust him to know that I can leave room for God's vengeance. You don't have to avenge every opportunity that comes your way. You don't have to fight every battle that presents itself to you. What have I tell you all the time? What have you left for God to do? If you don't got, if you got all the answers for everything to come against you, if you got every, you got to respond and have a rebuttal for everything, everything that's gonna come against, everything that's gonna be negative, everything that's said. If you got a rebuttal for all that, what is God gonna do to fight your battle? How are you gonna see His hand move in your life? We gotta give opportunity and space to Him because this is gonna create us from not from having this emotional breakdown of being angry and frustrated all the time. We are constantly upset, constantly short-tempered. Because why? Right, I, I want to respond. I want to say something. I, I got to say something. No, you don't. <laughs> Silence is a weapon sometimes. <laughs> and the reason why that's so hard is because our pride keeps us from being silent. Bottom line. Stop trying to fake the funk because you're talking about, I'm not going to let them get the last word in. I'm not going to let them get on me. No, no, no. Facebook, I see you. That's, that's what gets us in that mind, gets us all caught up. Because we see the phrase, I say, girl, you heard how you talked to him? And see, that's what stirred the stuff. Girl, you heard? <laughs> Ain't no way I let him talk to me like this. <laughs> Cause all that's playing in your mind. When you had already left the situation, you left it at a peaceful state. But here comes somebody talking, girl, I wouldn't let him say none of that stuff to me. And now you're trying to shift back in reverse and go back and not cuss at your bow. Why? What's going, what is it gonna benefit you? Nothing. Have you enough? You think you're going to get all like that? I'll get you. I'll be a bad guy. No, you don't. You really don't. Let's close this out. I'm going to prophesy we're going to go home. He said, Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in Scripture, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome and conquer by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not overcome and be and, and conquer by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's the strategy. If we use these strategies laid out here, it's going to give us a mental and emotional balance. But we won't have to be at a place of allowing those things that come into our mind, those situations that we encounter with people, with all that stuff to come in and get us all unraveled. To have us upset, angry, frustrated. I have to, you got you to intentionally train yourself. I said, God, I'm not going to get all upset with this area. God, I'm going to allow you to work this thing out. When we need you getting all worked up, all the lifting, your blood pressure done went up 20,000 points. And they sitting there smiling at you. Because you're the one upset. Because it says, if it be possible with you, follow peace with everyone. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand, praise.